Hello, I'm Ken. And I'm Nicole. This is Under the Umbrella, an Umbrella Academy podcast. Hey, we're on season two. Finally. Episode one. Finally, season two. I've been so excited for this. I know, you have literally been talking about it since season one. I like season two. I thought it was good. (laughs) Yeah, uh, do you have a synopsis for us? Yes, so today we have season two, episode one, right back where we started. And after dropping his siblings into an alley in Dallas in different years, Five scrambles to track them all down and stop a new doomsday threat. 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 You had to look really close to that one. The light went off of my phone as oh. I was reading that. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> so I had to get real close. All right. Uh, what can we expect in this season, do you think? That's hard to say because we've seen it. <laughs> Without giving any spoilers. I mean, obviously we're going to find out like where they went when mm. they blinked out the end of season one. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly they're in different times and different yeah. years. Do you think there's a lot of, uh, do you think they're going to drop a lot of bombs on us? I do and I don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they would, ha- like, just based on pretending like I know nothing about season two at all. I feel like they're going to have to. Because mm-hmm. season one at the beginning was so packed with like major developments and events. They can't not do it in season two. Right, so. right. All right, well, at the top, um, what is the Facebook page? Under the Umbrella, an Umbrella Academy podcast right. is the name of our Facebook page. And uh, our email address is kn.umbrella at gmail.com. Yes. Um, we are... Actually looking really good this week. Yeah, we hit, uh, we what, had 190? A, we, had a, we had a crazy spike. Yeah. Um, and we got like 25 listens or something like that. It, it was insane. Yeah. Uh, we're at 196 listens overall. Yeah. We're almost to 200. We're almost so to 200. So help us get there. Yeah. We so, were stoked when we broke 50 before and then I we know, broke 100 right? and now yeah. we're almost going to break 200. It's only, it's only been 11 weeks. <laughs> it's amazing. It's only been 11 weeks. I didn't think we were going to... Honestly, I thought this was just going to be a hobby for us. Right? And, like, no one would care about it. And no one was going to listen to it. Yeah, but. I'm hey. struck by not only the fact that we're actually getting people to listen to us, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but that people all over the world are listening to us. I mean, mm. obviously, like, the, you know, primarily our listenership is in the U.S. because we're based in the U.S., mm-hmm. we're right. in English and everything. Um, but we have listeners in. Sweden and Brazil and the UK. It's been very. At least we've had we have listens there. It doesn't tell us exactly where everybody comes from. It's true, but we it just... says that it has listens. I think the the newest listen we had was in France. I yes, think. Now, which is really sad because I don't know any French. <laughs> the downside is that when we say listens, it means that someone hit play. It doesn't mean they actually listened and enjoyed. So right, well, we haven't been getting that kind of feedback. <laughs> Yeah, no, no one has given us any feedback yet. But a hundred and what ninety seven is that you said? One hundred ninety six. One hundred ninety six people have hit the play button on one Somewhere. of our episodes yeah. at least, which is great. Which is great. Very exciting. Um, let's see what else is. Oh, um, if it, the audio sounds a little different, we are in our office. Our newly halfway cleared out office. office. So yes. we're in a, so, a room away from the cats and the kitchen. And yeah. <laughs> so we're going to give it a shot and see if the audio sounds any better. I won't know until tomorrow morning when I edit tomorrow morning. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, kind of done with that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get into it. Well, first, I do want to apologize if I'm a bit punch drunk. It is baking weekend. Uh, every year I go on a crazy baking marathon for the holidays and that happened to fall on this weekend. So I am a little tired. 
Her kitchen is utterly destroyed. It is not as bad when we ha- as when we had the tiny kitchen. So at least there's mm. more space this time. Right, right. I am making more cookies than usual, though. <laughs> way, way more cookies. It's exciting. <clears throat> way more cookies. Anyway, so if I sound crazy, that's why. Yeah. So... Season 2, episode 1. Season 2, episode 1. We start with basically the very, very ending of episode 10 from season 1, mm-hmm. uh, where Vanya's power ray, for lack of a better phrase, um, hits the moon and causes the moon to just completely crumble on itself and shoots out a bunch of asteroids everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it <laughs> explodes and one main asteroid comes straight for them. I don't really understand how that works. but Yeah, I think it all just... <laughs> Various chunks hit the earth. (laughs) Um, And then we have Sir... I think it was Sir Reginald, but it didn't really sound like Sir Reginald. I I forgot to look that up. It wasn't Sir Reginald, it was Pogo. It was Pogo. Okay, Pogo. There we go. That explains why it was familiar, but not Sir Reginald. Okay. So Pogo says in a voiceover um, that the on April 1st, 2019, the earth was destroyed in a cataclysmic event. Billions were killed in a matter of minutes. Um, The six survivors were the ones who brought it on in the first place. Was this the first or second time you paused it? Or the third or the fourth? I'm pretty I paused it I think six times in the first five minutes of the of the episode. Yeah, this one took us a while to get through, folks. <laughs> this one gets uh, so buckle up. Yes. And it bounces all over the place throughout this episode. So we're Oh my gosh, you see it's the, be one of those ping pong episodes. You see my notes? Mm-hmm. Allison, Luther, Diego, Vanya Five. And then instead of like writing down like stuff, I just say uh five. Three men, Diego. Like, it's just, I, I don't actually <laughs> write down a scene or anything, but I just write down the next <laughs> vignette they have. So you have very good notes then? No. All right. They're terrible. <laughs> and we'll, but when are they not terrible? It's true. No. <laughs> um, so, so anyway. Um, so <clears throat> I wanted to talk about that, though, because uh, Pogo in the voiceover says April 1st, 2019. Mm-hmm. April Fool's Day. Right? So is this whole thing, like, are they going to get to the, the end? end of, the, <laughs> of end season, of season three. three. They're going to go, like, April <laughs> Fool's. It and it's going to be. Well, so, and it's going to be like, um, it's going to be like a hollow deck uh, that uh, Hargreaves has, like, in the thing. <laughs> and nobody can remember. Or everybody starts to figure out that it's, like, really just a, a test or something like that. <laughs> Uh, that's I, like the, that's like the worst thing you can do. I will it, hate it if that happens. Yeah, that's be... like the worst thing you can do. Like, cause yes, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Like, I, I play quite a bit. Shocker, Sh- shocking. Um, but uh, that's like one of the worst things you could do to like your players mm-hmm. is go like, oh no, that just happened. You woke up from a dream, right. like and in, then the day that wasn't in the previous. Yeah, season. and then so all of your agency, like all the player agency, is like, oh. And they just wake up in bed and they have no memory. Like, yes. And it's like, you just wiped out a whole... Super annoying. So yeah. if that happens at the end of season three, I will probably be done with the Umbrella Academy. So fingers Let's crossed that's that not happen. what happens. Because <laughs> I'll be very <laughs> upset. Um, but yeah, it was really funny. So we were just watching this last night to go through our recap mm-hmm. and everything. And you caught on the April Fool's part. And then today in one of the many, many Umbrella Academy Facebook groups I follow, someone else said the exact same thing. Hmm. So that was really funny, but talking about how it was on April Fool's Day and was it all just a big joke? And I was just like, whoa. Well, I mean, you kind of, I mean. Coincidence. You could kind of say that it was a, it was a joke because they went back in time. So That's that, true. that, so, so that apocalypse didn't technically didn't happen for them in their timeline. That's true. 
So Time April travel. Fools? Yeah, maybe. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just poking fun, or maybe I'm reading way too much into it. Well, I bet there's like some other like extremely important bit of information that happened in that scene, and we totally missed it because we're so focused on April, April Fools. Fools. <laughs> right? Yeah, we're we're gonna like get an email or something like that later, and it's gonna be like, "Hey, you guys, totally missed." You're wrong. Please, you if totally we are, tell us. Yeah. We want to know. Uh, yeah. I said so this is what I, the, this I is get a, caught up in the episode, so I forget to write things down. So. This is the second second time we've seen s- season two. Yes, this is our second viewing of season two because we watched it for the first time, yeah. and then we started this podcast afterwards. So this is our second viewing. So hopefully, we'll catch a few things we missed before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. So sorry, we get um, who comes in here. first. So first, we have. Klaus and Ben are dropped in an alley from a vortex, uh, like the one that Five arrived through in season one. Um, Did you get the Klaus quote on here? I did not get the Klaus quote. Because I got it. What was the Klaus quote? They're gone. Like a fart in the wind. (laughs) I totally miss that. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Looking super dejected. That makes me happy. Uh, But he and Ben are together, which is good. Mm -hmm. uh, Because Klaus really needs Ben. Um, the vortex disappears at that point, and uh-huh. so they kind of like wander out of this alley, trying to clearly figure out when and where they are. Yep. Um, Klaus is asking people, you know, what year is it? What day is it? People are looking Somebody like Somebody that looks insane, and there's like walking <clears throat> what by. What does he? Does he have those tied up pants? Still? He's got the tied up pants on. I think he still has like his um, ripped up um, army. Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So people are like, oh, what? Yeah. Um. Because they're fighting in Vietnam right mm-hmm. now, right? Yeah. Uh, not quite yet. Oh. Yeah. Not yet. Okay, never yeah, mind. Vietnam War doesn't happen quite yet. Um, <laughs> I am super good at history, people. <laughs> super good. Uh, so we see they're, they're in Dallas. We see a couple of um, signs, and mm-hmm. I think there's like a overview, something like a text that comes over yeah, that yeah, says there, Dallas. There was, yeah, it, Dallas, Texas. Um, it just said Dallas. I don't think it gave us a date. Didn't give us a date yet. There are <laughs> posters for Kennedy, Kennedy for president, mm-hmm. posted around town. And... Um, they find a magazine in a garbage can. And right. on the cover of the magazine, it says that it is February 11th, 1960. February 8th. No. February 11th. Was it 11th? Yes, it was 11th. I checked again earlier today. Because I wanted to see what song they started playing, which was right back where we started from. Yes. Look, I wrote 11th. <laughs> I see that. There's no handy <laughs> editing there at all. I didn't scratch anything out on my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so after we discover that it is 1960, mm-hmm. uh, the next person who's dropped into the same alley is Allison. Mm-hmm. Uh, she comes through that vortex at night, unable to talk. What a time to come back right? for a black person. A black woman who is very independent and... Yeah. Doesn't take shit. Uh, 1961 anybody. is when she comes back. Right. Um, so she's unable to talk. She is kind of bewildered. It's dark. It's, you know, nighttime. So she's kind of wandering around. She walks mm-hmm. into a diner called, I think it's Sadler's or Stadler's. Uh, yeah, I think Stadler's. I wrote down Sadler's, but my, my note taking was a little off <clears> last night. Um, and as she's there, she's kind of looking around. And then one of the servers or proprietor points to a sign that says, for whites only. Right, which, it's a tiny ass sign too. Yeah, which honestly, <laughs> I mean, coming from 2019, had to been a bit of a culture shock right there. <laughs> Just um, a little. It's one thing to know about it and something totally different to actually experience it. Yeah, and she's the only person of color. Yeah. On the on the whole, oh well, on in the family. Yeah, well, not on the whole Ben. Thing. Ben's Asian. Ben. 
Okay. The only living person of Li- color. Yes. yes. Like, right. the only person that well, would... Diego's Hispanic, but... Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tracking with you. I gotcha. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then we switch to 1962, uh, where we have Luther being dropped into the same alley. It is raining. He walks to the end of the alley, kind of, you know, Luther's around a little bit, oh, and me. starts yelling for Allison, because, you know, that's what he does. Um, there's a guy... You mean Luther Luthered to the end of <laughs> He the... did. He Luthered to the end of the aisle. He Luthers a lot, man. <laughs> and starts just screaming Allison's name over and over Allison. again. Um, there's a guy on a roof nearby taking pictures of this. He happens He's to... on the roof. He's in his window? I thought he was on the roof at this point. Pretty sure he's in his window. Okay. Because the roof happens... Wait, no. I thought he was, he was on his roof, but he can see from his window. Anyway, we'll get Maybe there. he was. I can't <laughs> yeah. remember. So some dude's taking pictures. Okay. And um, as Luther is yelling for Allison, I love this part, a homeless dude comes and stands next to him and starts screaming for Allison, too. <laughs> and Luther kind of stops and looks at him like, who are you, dude? But at the same time, it's really funny. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if I said it already, but that was 1962. Mm-hmm. So we've got three different years now. We've got 1960, 61, and 62. Yep. They have all been dropped into. Yeah. Um, and then we have... This oh, is the first yep, one that... he was on the roof because I wrote... From the roof okay, behind him. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Um, so next we have Diego, and this is the first one we actually get a, a day from from. Yeah, the, so it's kind of weird because they have 60, 61, 62, and then Diego comes in on a specific day in 1963. Mm-hmm. September 1st, 1963. Mm-hmm. Um, he drops in. He, I notice, lands in the Terminator stance. That's called the superhero stance? It's also called the Terminator stance because that's how all the Terminators land when they come back. What, I have with not one fist down. Yep. No, that's yep. No, it is called the Terminator stance. It is also called the superhero stance because that is how they land, especially Captain America. I don't know about you. It's all up here in my brain. It's all up here. I thought the Terminators came back and they were like in crouched positions. Well, they are, but that's what he does. He has like one fist down. And he's crouched, but it's Terminator. No, stance. he has one fist like in front of him. Battle eyes are drawn. Anyway, <sighs> now because I'm pretty sure the Terminators they come back and oh my God, they're he's like, trying to show me in our they tiny, come back tiny and they're room. like this. Diego drops from the sky and is like this. We have to edit all this out. Yes, it's similar. No, no, no. This land- right here is superhero stance. This is Terminator stance, or also Captain Kirk stance because he does that. <laughs> he does when he goes teleports places. The pose Diego strikes as he's dropped from the time vortex is the same pose the Terminators take when transported in the Terminator franchise, a nod to another series involving time travel. It also has been called a superhero landing, coined especially by Deadpool, uh, which is in character with his superhero complex, especially given all the Hargreaves children blatantly crash to the ground. All the other Hargreaves children. Terminator stance. Anyway, the rest of them all, like, fall. Like, they, they fall and they land and they're, like, all, you know like tripping all over themselves but then diego comes through because diego is the hero uh-huh. and lands in terminator slash superhero stance superhero stance honey we gotta get it with the times uh-huh. terminator is so old no one none, none of our people are gonna know what that is actually i've never seen terminator so i wouldn't know so let's use superhero stance <laughs> anyway the guy who'd been taking pictures in 1962 mm. now has a remote camera set up pointing at the alley or at least we assume it's the same guy there is now a remote camera pointing at the alley. Mm-hmm. Um, Diego hears a woman yelling for help, and he runs off to go rescue her. He stops a mugging with his fancy knife skills and gets her purse back mm-hmm. for her. 
Um, and then he kind of wanders over near um, uh, storefront. Looks like an electronic store. They've got a TV playing. Yeah. And it is playing um, Kennedy's inauguration speech, which yeah. I thought was interesting because this is in September. Kennedy was inaugurated in like 61. So they're playing, they're <clears throat> showing a replay of Kennedy's speech, which I didn't think would happen in the 60s, mm-hmm. but it did. Uh, so I want you to notice a thing about this scene. Mm-hmm. Two things, actually. One thing, Diego turns around and notices the flash of the guy. That's right, he did, right before he heard so the So he scream. notices the flash, mm-hmm. but he doesn't from have time camera. to do anything about it. Yeah, from the camera. But he doesn't have any time to do anything about it because he goes and saves this woman's purse. Yes, because his spidey sense tingled. Two, or yeah, two. He is the most productive when he lands. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he lands... And he's like, oh crap, stuff's happening. I need to take care of that right now. So yeah. he like he like lands, he doesn't care what time of day, or like where it is, when it is, anything like that. He just sees someone in need and goes and does he it. He goes and helps them. Yeah. I do think that if Ben hadn't been with Klaus, I think Klaus would have just like wandered around aimlessly until someone came and rescued him. Um Allison, we don't know what happens to her after she walks into the the diner, but I think she, Klaus has... she at least went somewhere. I think Klaus has more um, awareness than we give credit for. Well, maybe, but Ben's the one who like found the the magazine, and Ben's right. the one who like called, got his attention to come. I mean, I think Klaus would have figured out that he was in 1960. Unless eventually. Ben is just a manifestation of Klaus's uh, uh, consciousness. Possibly, we'll get into <laughs> that later. Um, but then there's you know Luther, who stands there and Luther's with a homeless dude. Um, anyway, uh. so. Next, we have Vanya. Vanya comes through and then also gives us a date. Mm-hmm. Um, 1963, October 12th is yeah. when Vanya is dropped. Uh, she is super confused. She's still wearing her white suit from her white violin rampage mm-hmm. before. And um, she's all confused, clearly completely bewildered, and wanders into traffic where she gets hit by a car. Mm-hmm. And then two people get out, and right before she passes out, they're child standing and a mother. Her. Yes, child or, and woman. Well, oh, child and woman. We yep. assume her mother at this point. Yeah. Or his, his mother. mother. Um, wow, doing good today. It's one of those nights. Uh, and then finally, we have number five. He comes through on um, November 25th, 1963. Does he fall or does he just catch himself? I think he falls, but he like he kind of catches himself. I, he just at this point, I was, just, I was busy. Yeah. Yeah. Taking my notes. Um, so he's dropped in and he immediately hears gunshots like battle. Battle sounds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, planes fly overhead mm-hmm. and they're dropping bombs. Yeah. And he walks out of the alley and there's soldiers and tanks rolling by. He sees a newspaper headline says, that says, Soviets attack US. Mm. Um, there's bodies of soldiers and civilians all over the place. Yeah. And then my favorite part in this entire episode, uh, a tank shoots a missile round grenade. I didn't know what to call I'm it. I'm pretty sure it's a round. Yeah, sure. My military... A, bu- a ballistic... Our artillery lingo is not up to date. Yeah, we were... Uh, anyway, and then we see Vanya, using her powers, completely under control, st- like flying through the air, and she stops the round by shattering it. Mm-hmm. Like, she like stops it midair, blows it apart. Yeah. Um, and then we see Klaus summoning ghost soldiers to go fight the Soviets. Uh, Luther leaps in like King Kong from God knows where and stops a, a missile. You or... could just say Luther. <laughs> Luther's in. It was a pretty cool move. So it really wasn't a Luther Luthering in. Like he flew out of nowhere. Like you know, 
like the Hulk or something to right. come in to rescue his brother. Uh, his gets, rubber suit is on point. It really is. It looks good. They yeah. they they up the budget for for the rubber suit. Hey, we need to up this budget for the rubber suit. <laughs> They're like this looks like people crap. are noticing. We got to do something. <laughs> yeah. Season two, more money. Um, so he he leaves and he protects Klaus from a grenade. I think mm. it was with his body. Um, yeah, a missile grenade. Bomb, yeah, something. some kind of projectile that was meant to explode on Klaus. Mm-hmm. Um, and Luther stops that, and then Ben is up on a roof nearby, and he uses the Kraken to burst out his body and kill a bunch of the soldiers. Mm-hmm. And then Allison rumors three of the Soviets. She says that she heard a rumor that she blew their minds and their brains explode. <laughs> Um, and then Diego is on top of an overturned car and is like surrounded by soldiers. He, they start shooting mm. and he like leaps off with one of those like really cool flip spin things that people who are athletic can do off of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and dodges and bends the bullets back at the soldiers. Oh, did he do that? He I, did I that. thought he threw knives or something. No, no I knives. He was bending the bullets away mm. from him. Um, which I thought was awesome because it's the first time we've seen him bending something or moving something that wasn't, that his. wasn't his own. He's basically Magneto. Cool. Yes, he kind of except is. Except Magneto, really cool. except he's way more spry than Magneto. Uh, yeah, and not quite as evil. <laughs> quite. <laughs> he he's a little nicer. He's more vigilante than a than evil. <laughs> angsty. <laughs> well, didn't weren't we didn't Xavier and Magneto weren't they like buddies? They were at one time. Yeah, so, you know, at some point they were, they, at some point they were just vigilantes. Um, and then Five is kind of sitting there like, what is happening? Like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Five, you finally showed up! <laughs> um, but I love this particular scene because they're all working together. And they're all, like, all their powers mm-hmm. are, like, at peak performance. It's really cool. Um, and then Hazel shows up. And he's all aged with a white beard now. And Five is like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah. Um, and Hazel says, they Come don't have time to talk. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> Pretty much. He says, we don't have time to talk. And he kind of points up to the sky. He says, those are nukes. And Five is like, I got to get my family out of here then. And he's like, you got to be alive to save your family, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got a briefcase. Yeah. And so they... Flash out, leaving the other six standing in the middle of the battle with the nukes incoming. Yep. And then we see the impact and the mushroom cloud and new apocalypse. Yay! And... Which begs which begs the question. Can five only transport himself through time to apocalypses? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. Without a briefcase, he can only only go to apocalypses. It's like he's a magnet or something. <laughs> uh, and then Hazel and Five appear. Or on the maybe it's just like the node that he can lock onto. Maybe. He likes the drama. Well, that, but I, I wonder. I wonder it's if, the adrenaline that pulls him. I wonder if that. that the, I'm, those... sorry, I'm tired. Please continue, dear. You're done. I love you. Uh, maybe it's. Okay. <laughs> um, they sit on a bench and they're talking. <laughs> no, please finish your thought. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. We're moving on. Uh, they're sitting on a bench talking, um, (laughs) and they, uh, Five asks Hazel about Agnes. Well, first, um, we see that it's ten days earlier. Oh. Five's like, what happened? And and Hazel says, we're ten days before. Mm -hmm. Um, so we can stop everything. And, uh, yeah, he says it's ten days earlier, you have plenty of time to restore the timeline. And Five's like, uh, what now? (laughs) (laughs) 
Because he, he mentions that he's pretty sure there's no nuclear holocaust in the United States mm. in the 60s. Like, he thinks he might remember that. And Hazel's like, yeah, you got to fix it. <laughs> um, and this is where Five was like, all right, well, where do we start? And that's when Hazel's like, I'm I'm out. I was only doing this to keep a promise to Agnes, who died from cancer. Mm-hmm. Took um, her quick, apparently. Yep, so he took her quick. He um, got 20 good years. 20 good years. They went and saw all the things they wanted to see, and they were just... Using the briefcase and just bounce around all over the place, it sounds like. And, yeah. Does the case give you cancer? Apparently. I think so. <laughs> Wait, if he was bouncing all over the place, couldn't he have bounced like, into the future to get a cure for cancer? Possibly. That bastard! But, but if he had, then would that have script the timeline to the point that there would be no cure for cancer? Well, if he went into the oh. future? That, that means nothing. We've established, I have no idea how time travel works. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> anyway... Um, while they're talking, there is a bus that pulls across the street, mm-hmm. and three super creepy-looking blonde dudes get off. Uh, it looks like they're wearing hair pieces. It does. Yeah. Like, all of them. It, uh, <laughs> yeah. One of them, the one that gets off at the end, he looks like one of the actors who was on Glee, like, forever ago. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. can't remember the actor's name, but, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's the show we should do after this, Glee. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> uh, we'd have to sing on every... On every episode. No, we would lose all of our listeners. No one wants that. Um, So Five asks about the commission. Mm -hmm. And kind of notices the three men. Hazel's like, I left the commission. What are you talking about? Like, why would I have anything to do with that? Yeah. Um, And then as Five notices the three men, they start shooting at him. Yeah. And he bamfs away. Just before he bamfs, um, Hazel puts something into Five's pocket. And gives him the briefcase. And Yeah, then hands him the briefcase. um, And then Hazel shot and dies. Mm Mm-hmm. And does Hazel get in the briefcase, or did he come get it from Hazel? I think I Hazel... Think, I thought, no, I Hazel he hands it across while he's putting the thing in his bucket. Oh, okay, cool. I missed oh. that. Uh, anyway, so Hazel dies in this scene, mm-hmm. which is really Which, sad. I'm pretty sure that envelope is the MacGuffin of this, like, where the eyeball was the MacGuffin. No, of... it becomes really important in the next episode. Just the next one? Yeah, I thought much. it was a couple episodes before. No, the next one. We'll find out next anyway. week. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. Puts me in his pocket. And Are then... we supposed to pretend we didn't see the rest of the Yes. Day? So that's why I'm saying I think this is the MacGuffin. <laughs> it becomes <sighs> important, people. <laughs> okay, you just talk. I'm going to sit here and not say anything anymore. I'm trying to keep it from being a two-hour episode. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you have to edit no. all of this out now. No, I'm not. I don't edit the edit stuff out. Anyway. Um, no one's going to listen to us anymore. Yeah, it'd be um, So five... Gets away from the men and runs back to the alley. Um, so after they've been, oh yeah, that's right. He the briefcase gets all shot up. So. Yeah, and he bamps the top of the the top of the um, uh, mm-hmm. business next. Yeah, to, after next he door. runs and yeah, so he he gets out on top of the one of the buildings. Uh, but first he has the briefcase, which is all shot up mm-hmm. and destroyed. And he's like bulletproof. How many times did I say bulletproof? <laughs> yeah, which I thought was just hilarious that he's still like. Not even really, really into the commission. He's still like, God damn it. If they just listen to me. Right. It's like every manager after they leave wherever the place they were before. They're like, damn it. If they had just done what I said. None of this would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's up on the roof. And then he goes back to the alley where he came through. Mm. And this is where he sees the camera um, that was sitting up pointing toward the alley. Yep. And notices someone moving behind the window. Yeah. And. Oh, well, this uh, is the one where he gets the pictures behind the window. Yeah, so okay. the, so the camera is still up on top of the roof, but the guy like you see someone moving in one of the windows upstairs, oh, mm-hmm. and um, so five bamps into the building, 
and knocks on the door and he's knocking on a dentist's office. But it was really interesting because the, the door opens is the door next to the one that he knocked on. Yeah. Which I thought was funny. It's, well, the guy converted a huge, like, um, building because it has a huge foyer. Yeah. It has this like huge, like upstairs massive mm-hmm. loft area. Yeah. Um, and the guy is clearly a little bit jittery. Mm-hmm. Um, he answers, the door, yeah, and answers the door next to five, and five says that he's selling encyclopedias mm-hmm. <laughs> for his Boy Scouts. Yes, <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Um, the the guy slams the door in his face, and so five bamps in because doors mean nothing to him, and <laughs> the guy totally freaks out. I mean, doors mean nothing to anybody if you uh, break it That's with true. a hammer. <laughs> but five doesn't need that. <laughs> uh, but so yeah, it totally right. freaks the guy out. I refer to him as the guy many times in throughout here until we learn his name. <laughs> So keep up. Um, <laughs> so he, he starts kind of like bamfing around the dude's apartment and like, and I think it's purposely to intimidate him. Like I really mm-hmm. don't, I can't think of any other reason he'd be doing this. And then he sees the man's articles about aliens posted whoa, in the place. Whoa, whoa, back, back up. Okay, back. what? He gets coffee. Oh, that's right. He talks about how great the coffee is yeah, and, and asks if it's, and, uh, if it's Colombian. <laughs> yeah, and it's, no, it's, it's uh, the guy's homebrew, home blend. Yeah. And uh, five approves. Mm-hmm. Finally found a good coffee. <laughs> Finally got a coffee. Go back to nineteen sixty three for it, which yeah. is ironic for many reasons we'll talk about later. But anyway, okay. I just realized it'd be a spoiler. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Um. So yeah, then he sees all of the articles about aliens and um, mm-hmm. various conspiracy theories kind of posted all over the place, and so he decides to kind of allude to himself being an alien. So the guy will calm down a bit. And talk to him. Yeah. And that or terrify him so that he shoots his pants. I'm not really sure which way Five was going. Oh, this, this. Both would probably be <laughs> I think, fine with Five. I think either would make him happy. Yeah. Um, the guy starts talking about what he had seen when each of the siblings appeared. Because he's like, what was up with this camera on the alley? Like, what were you mm-hmm. doing here? And so he starts telling him that every year these people just showed up through this vortex and how he'd been um, in the electronics store downstairs selling a TV and it was this great brand new model and it was a really great sale and then he noticed all these weird lights so he ran upstairs and that's where he saw out the window the yeah. um, uh, vortex. Yeah. Lost uh, his wife over it? Yes, yeah, lost his wife, lost business <laughs> because he was a little obsessed. Lost I, everything. Yes, and I think it was when he, I think he saw Klaus and Ben mm-hmm. and he was like, freaky and like didn't really pay much attention and then it happened again the following year when it was allison mm-hmm. and that was when he started taking pictures yeah. um so he got pictures of luther and diego and vanya being dropped in right and um five you know mentions that he's trying to find his siblings they're his family yeah and he's like oh so my family's alive and elliot's like oh my god oh, the guy is like oh your family and um he says he shows him a picture in the newspaper um of diego and he says that the guy that was in this article is similar oh, to one of the guys that came one. through yeah. and i was like yep my brother that's diego um, <laughs> the newspaper <laughs> article is, says that he's been arrested with multiple knives calling him a disturbed man who was mm-hmm. arrested outside outside of uh um i missed the address that they give at this point i don't remember the address but it's uh lee harvey oswald's yes yeah, thank you lee yep. harvey oswald yeah, we find that out in another in the next couple scenes later. Um, no, he says it right. Oh, yeah, you're right. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Five says it later, uh, but they just give the address mm-hmm. at this point. <clears throat> right. And 
So we cut to Diego, who's now in a mental institution. Ew. And he's got like long hairs all crazy. He's got a beard um, in a group counseling session. Yeah. Um, everybody's all wearing white and a lot of inmates. And he's been there for like 40 he, something days. He, I thought he said like 75 days or something like that. Or you know, he came back 75 days before Five got there. Mm-hmm. And he'd been in the mental institution for like I think 45 days or something. Yeah, and he's still... Yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a woman... So, they're in group, and he's supposed to be talking, and he's kind yeah. of like... I didn't f- do the whole thing that he's talking about here. Mm-hmm. Um, but Basically, it boils down to him just trying to feed shit to the... Mm-hmm. To, to the, the doctor, doctor. And come so has his daddy issues and everything, and yeah. Um, the woman next to him just keeps laughing like a crazy person in the mental institution. <laughs> And mm-hmm. <laughs> so after Diego's breakthrough in group where he's, you know, talking about how he's crazy because yada, 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 and he wants to fix himself and fix his life, um, she tells him that he's full of shit and the doctor didn't fall for it. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, he totally fell for it. I'm that good. And then and he's like, watch this. She she bets him three jellos in the cafeteria or at lunchtime or something like yeah. that, um, that he didn't fool anybody. <laughs> and so he goes to the doctor and he's like, hey, I'm doing so great. Can I leave now? And Which is like the dumbest thing he could have said, honestly. Right. The crazy man had a mental breakthrough in you know his counseling session that goes, hey, I'm cured. Bye. Yeah. Um, the doctor's like, um, no, you're doing good, but the board's going to reevaluate you in 90 days. Yeah. And so then Diego like flips out and starts screaming about how the president's going to be shot in five days. So clearly he needs to be out of here sooner than that. And everyone's just like, okay, crazy. Um, so later on, he's sitting with the... Did I miss something? Yeah. What? The whole point of him talking to him was to steal the guy's pen. I missed that. He gets all irate <laughs> and pushes him and steals his pen at the same time. Yeah, I missed the pen stealing. And then he puts it in the back of his waistband and that's how... Um, that explains the... why you had a pen later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was typing. <laughs> I'm glad you caught that one. Oh my gosh. Gotta keep you on track, woman. Hey, whatever. I'm taking notes. <laughs> At least one of us is. I had notes! <laughs> anyway, so later, after his great pen ceiling escapades, mm-hmm. he is sitting with the woman at a table in the... Um, it's kind of like almost like an like not an art room but like a rec room sort of yeah like not I cafeteria, think it's just like but like, a, like a multi-purpose room it was yeah the quiet time. and he's just kind of sitting there he's making a bracelet and he makes a bracelet yeah and the woman like walks up and like whips a piece of bacon off of her well, calf she, uh, she, that she asks, smuggled it's out in her of. shoe and she asks <laughs> if he wants any bacon yeah because she smuggled it out of the cafeteria yeah. or something because uh, and I'm, he says no to shoe bacon. Yes. <laughs> and um, she asks about his great escape. Um, he tells her that he's a lone wolf and wouldn't take anyone with him, let alone her. Uh, because she's nuts. <laughs> yeah, and she said that she was a lone wolf too. <laughs> I just love their exchange. It's really funny. Yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, did you see that uh, he gets... Oh, uh, this is where he's told that he has a visitor. Yeah, he's like, wait, me? Really? Yeah, and, well, and he says, well, who is it? And the guy's like, well, I'm not your secretary. <laughs> oh, orderlies in 1960s mental hospital- hospitals were a lot of fun. Yeah, no, they're not. <laughs> um, and his friend, the woman, takes the bracelet that he made. Oh, I her that part. Oh, that's sweet. Or crazy. Also crazy, but, you know, she's nuts. And clearly she's going to be a big player because she's now had two... Pretty, you well, know, involved scenes. Yeah, she's been in two scenes with Diego pretty quick back to back. And she's 
heavily featured. So we know that she's a new player mm-hmm. on the scene, uh, or on the stage. And so, yeah, so Diego's got a visitor. It's five. And they're talking about, like, when and where Diego came through. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, compare notes. Same alley. He came about, like, 75 days before. Yeah. Um, Diego asked how five found him, and he showed him the article. And he's like, dude, why were you at Lee Harvey Oswald's house? Like, what the yeah. hell? And Diego, well, yeah, well, Diego said he's trying to save the president because um, he's there, and if he can stop Kennedy from being shot, then yeah. that's his purpose and then he in said life. Later, he's gonna go kill Hitler with a butter knife. Yes, yeah, he's like super obsessed with. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, think about it. He's a vigilante, and all of a sudden, he can time travel. Well, he can't, but his brother can. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you could solve a lot of wrongs and injustices that happened. In theory, yes. Uh, but yeah, so he's like all obsessed with saving the president. And Five is like, well, dude, there's an apocalypse again, and we have to stop it. I wrote, uh, f- apocalypse part two. <laughs> well, and Diego just like keeps talking about how he saved Kennedy. And yeah. he's like, I did it. I must have done it. I saved Kennedy. He's still alive. And yeah. Five's just like, dude, stop. <laughs> there's bigger issues happening yeah. here. Um, Five gets kind of fed up with him because he won't shut up about Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And then tells the orderlies that his brother's going to try to escape. So... Well, yeah, because uh, Diego said, told him that he was filing down mm-hmm. his bars to escape. Yep, and Five's like, he's going to escape. He filed all the bars in his cell. Um, someone help him. And, and then they stick a huge fucking needle in oh, the back yeah. of his arm. Yeah. Big <sighs> needle. Which even yelling, like, no needles, no needles. And he's out. Yeah. Um, now we are at a farmhouse. Vanya and a boy who looks like he's about 10, 11-ish, somewhere in there, are playing on the floor. Mm-hmm. And a woman walks in and asks how the day went. Yeah. Vanya seems like she's working as like a nanny for the family, just based on that exchange. Sure. She says the boy didn't have any episodes, and she still has no memories. And then at dinner, the husband, whose name is Carl, is talking about sales and how it takes a certain skill and how you have to like people yeah. think it's easy and it's really not and you have to be really really great at it like me and uh, Vanya so she's kind of talking with him but she's like a little sarcastic in this scene super sarcastic yeah she, right? she's like, like yeah great Carl tell me more about it Ugh. like yeah it was kind of weird and he's I, like yeah it was I thought it was interesting because in the first season that is not her personality at all. Like, she might be a little snarky, a little sarcastic and angry sometimes, but, like, mm-hmm. she's not, like... Like, it feels like she's mocking this man to his face, which, you know, bravo. But still, <laughs> <Right>. like... <laughs> yeah. Um, just very out of character, which I, I would assume has something to do with the fact that she has no memory and doesn't know her own personality at this point. Yeah, yeah. So this is, like, Vanya free from being told that she's ordinary her whole life. Yeah, it's kind of... It's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Hmm. Anyway, sorry, can't lament on that right now. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of asked like, that he can't believe that no one's looking for her and how she's got to have family out there somewhere. He says yeah. that he puts in or put in another missing person ad um, trying to find her family. Yeah. And he gets up and says he has to leave. Um, the wife seems super annoyed because this is like, dinner. And she's like, where are you going? And he says he's got to go back to the office to pay for her life and all, mm-hmm. you know, because this just doesn't happen overnight. And... Honestly, I get, like, major creeper vibes from this guy. Not, like, on the level of Leonard, where, like, everything... But, yeah. like, this scene makes me think that at some point he's going to take a pass at Vanya, or, like, he is... Like, during this scene, and it ends up... I was totally wrong, but in, in this scene, like, I was concerned that, like, later on in the episode we are going to see him, like, sneaking into Vanya's bedroom at night, or something like that. I, like, no, it, it was just, like, creepy vibes. I got super... 
I was trying because last night I kind of felt the same thing when I was watching it. Um, but I got like super, um, like what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, I can't think of the word. It's gone. Um, just awkward. Like, mm-hmm. like he found his wife and then just never thought about talking to another woman ever again in his entire life. I, I got like the whole like, well, I'm the man and they're just a little woman kind of thing. Like, right. Yeah. I kind of think maybe that's what I got. Yeah. Too. That was like the vibe I got from this guy. Yeah. And you know, uh, like very like, chauvinistic there's like, type like, of guy. Cause yeah, there's like his said, pets like, at his house. Like there's there. Yeah. Well, and then he said like he had to do something, um, he said, like, son of a bitch or bastard or something like that. And his wife corrected him and said, don't put, say that in front of um, Harlan. Harlan. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, well, if my boy uh, says bastard or son of a bitch, I'll give him this. And he's like, and if he says anything at all, I'll give everybody here Cadillacs. Yeah, because the, the, <clears throat> the kid doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. He, he seems to have... Um pretty severe like autism well, or something like, that. like he's i not... don't know right now we just know that he doesn't talk yeah right now he, he's we... been pretty quote-unquote normal well but they they talk about him having episodes and things like that which back in the 60s a person that had mm-hmm. you know low functioning autism would yeah. probably be seen as having episodes or you know just being mm-hmm. being a freak and things like that which we right. now know is definitely not the case right, right, right. Uh, but it was the 60s yeah uh yeah so major cooper vibes from carl I'm not yeah. a fan. He's yeah. like the new Leonard without being like. Yeah, I don't get the murdery, creepy vibe from him. Yeah, I get the. I just get the, the chauvinistic asshole vibe from him. Yeah. Um. So we'll see what happens to Carl. <laughs> and then. What happens to Carl? <laughs> um. Klaus then and. We have Klaus and Ben. They're Klaus driving ben. down the road. The car breaks down. They start arguing about the car. And where they're going. Yeah. Um, Klaus called, <laughs> during the argument, calls Ben his ghost bitch. <laughs> which I just loved. <laughs> ghost bitch. Uh, it was really funny. Yeah. Uh, ben wants to know where they're going. And Klaus says they're heading back to Dallas. And Ben's like, no, we gotta go back to San Francisco. Because I've got unfinished business. And they need you there. Yeah. And well, who's um, they? We don't know who they are yet. Honey, who's they? Um, Klaus is all decked out, though. Like, he's clearly doing uh, just fine for himself. He's got a super sweet starfish necklace on. Um, uh-huh. And I'm wondering... necklace. He's got the big, big glass or sunglasses so, on. They're rose tinted. So I'm wondering if that's a, <laughs> I wonder if that's a, uh, like a not, like, he's wearing to... rose tinted glasses. Like everything is. I didn't notice that, but that totally makes sense. Especially for Klaus. Because mm-hmm. he sees what he, you know, wants to see. Right. Um, and yeah, so they're, they're arguing and then they start slap fighting. Which is funny. <laughs> which is hilarious because no one else can see Ben. Yeah. Which is funny <laughs> Plus, though. It's interesting. It's cool though because it shows that he's able to manifest Ben. Like yeah, like Ben he... is making contact with him. So yeah. like they are touching each other, but no one else can see Ben. Yeah, and a car I was kind of interesting that they yeah, car fight is like what the fuck's happening here. <laughs> um, I do really thought it was really funny they're having a slap fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Now I only have sisters. You a brother? And when we first started dating, I remember the two of you just, like, all of a sudden falling on the floor just wrestling the shit out of each other. And it really freaked me out because I was like, this does not happen with sisters. Yeah. And that, I I have learned that is a more typical brother thing. So, then slap fighting. So, (laughs) the slap fight was really funny. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anyway, so they're walking on the highway. Um, They're hot and they're tired. They're, you know, they're somewhere between 
San Francisco and Texas, so it's mm-hmm. not chilly. Yeah. And um, they come to a random bar, <laughs> and Klaus walks in, clearly not fitting in at this bar. It's like Ooh, very, yeah, I mean, very, <laughs> very chest. like cowboy bar. He clearly just came from San Francisco. Like. <laughs> okay. Clearly, he came from another planet. Yes, clearly more of like one of the flower children type of the 60s mm. um and klaus asks when the next bus to dallas is coming the bartender says it's coming at three tomorrow mm-hmm. and um some redneck dude asks um klaus if he wants to play poker and he's like yeah sure why not yes i do <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. clearly he's intending to use ben's invisibility to help him because you know he's like you're my brother you're invisible we'll cheat yeah. awesome um klaus ends up going all in after ben tells him that he's got the guy he's playing has nothing he's just bluffing yeah um and so klaus puts in all of his money and his necklace and then gets the guy to put in his truck car keys, keys. Yep. yeah his truck keys it turns out ben was just screwing with klaus and ben's just like haha sucker and <laughs> he says uh um Think you can find a better time to self-actualize? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I love that they they're at this point now where they kind of like hate each other, and I I'm kind of they're, here for I think it. It's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Bronomies. I, I love I it. Um, yeah. So Klaus is losing all his money and the gold necklace, and um, he tries to steal the car keys. He's like, "Yeah, I lost," and like swipes the car keys while the guy is gathering the rest of the pot, mm-hmm. uh, which then pretty much just causes a fight. Yeah. So, um, Klaus tries to use his power to bring Ben into corporeal form. And he's like, ha check this out! And Ben, like, s- like kind of slowly fades in mm-hmm. and goes, and, like, the guys, like, start seeing and they're like, what the fuck is happening here? And then Ben goes, nope! And blinks back out again. <laughs> like, and he literally just goes, no. And just blinks out. <laughs> and Klaus is like, what? <laughs> so, Klaus is annoyed. And... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think, uh, Ghost Bitch did not, did not, <laughs> was not happy with that. Did not participate the way he was expected to. <laughs> and, Klaus, so Klaus ends up just stealing the keys and runs out. Yeah. Uh, and he finds the guy's truck, he jumps in, takes off. The guy's, like, trying to stop him. I'm pretty sure Klaus bit him or something like that if I was, if I noticed that correctly. Yeah, he bit him on, he yeah, he bit his arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To mm-hmm. get him to, like, go of the vehicle. Um, and then he takes off. And <laughs> vehicle, truck, whatever. <laughs> uh, use that word a lot. Um, and then we're at Allison's a little house. Oh, a little yep, house. Uh, yeah, um, a, a man comes in. Yes, uh, super attractive black man walks in to this oh, house. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh. I thought so. I think I think he's an attractive guy. See, I didn't think he was that attractive. Well, yes, but I am the straight woman in this relationship, so, you know. Well, true, but I mean, I, I can admire on a man's beauty. He, he just wasn't beautiful to me. Like, I, I don't, he, had, he had the hat on, he, you know, he's he swagger. I liked it. Whatever. I'm here for it. Um, and he's reading a paper. Um, reading, like, he's quoting this article. Mm-hmm. Um, and as he's, he's, like, walking through the house, clearly, like, reading to someone. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Allison walks down the stairs and she's actually quoting from memory the same article that he's reading about a protest um, for during Kennedy's visit in Dallas. You think her, she remembered herself so she could remember that? I think she's just that good. I, don't, I think she just remembered it. Um, she seems to have become very aware of herself and her failings in the previous season, so I think this is like genuinely her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're you know kind of talking about the article and about. This protest that it seemed that they're organizing, 
mm-hmm. uh, over Kennedy's or while Kennedy's there uh, in Dallas, right. and he tells her that he is the luckiest man in Dallas. And um, Allison kind of says that she doesn't really want to get his hopes up about Kennedy because he he kind of he like he says change is coming. I feel it. Like Kennedy's gonna make things happen, and she's like, don't get too excited about that because you know. <laughs> And, um, because, you know, being from the future, she knows what happens. Yeah. Um, and then he hands her, like, I think it was a necklace as an anniversary gift. He gives her a book. Okay, I'm typing during this. But there's a whole exchange about the book. Okay, again, typing. Didn't see this part. Okay, so I am incorrect. It was not a necklace. It was a book for their anniversary. And then we see some pictures of their wedding. So clearly they are married. Do you know why he gives her the book? No, because I was typing. It was um, called To the Moon and Back. <laughs> That's ironic. And, well, okay. It's from the Let's mo- hear it's, your it's notes. It's To the Moon and Back. Mm-hmm. And he says he it's, it's um, the start of their anniversary gift. Mm-hmm. And he says he got it for her. Because he said he was going to give her the stars, but he can't do that yet, so he thought the moon would have to do. And he saw her staring at it every night. All right, then. Where were you? Well, first of all, we know that you're more romantic than I am. So. Yeah, but geez. So the that was like, pay more attention. That was like, <laughs> that was like romance cow pie in your face. <laughs> anyway. It's... Speaking marathon weekend, I've got a lot of mine. So I missed that. Okay, that makes more sense now. Um, Alice is married. Necklace and book. How is that anywhere near? Because I was not paying attention. Do we need to stop this podcast right now because you're not going to pay attention? Shh. Anyway. <clears throat> now we go to Luther Luthering. Luther is fighting in a boxing ring. It's like an old school. Like It looks like a like in a barn somewhere or something. Yeah. Um, it, lo- it looks like when there's not men fighting it, they have cockfights and nothing. Like, that's what it looks like to me. And, um, <laughs> he's Wait, all... is that when men unzip their pants and <laughs> wing it around? It's much less entertaining. No. A little more disturbing and kind of sad. I think it'd be kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go to the cockfights. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, this is not what I had in no, mind when you said cockfight. thank fight. you. No, thank you. <laughs> Um, anyway, one so, in five end in something way different. <laughs> I would guess more than one in five. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, and then it turns into a weird gay. This porn. took a very, very strange turn. <laughs> I am sorry. It's a. Uh... It's not just me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Luther is fighting in this weird. Boxing ring. Mm-hmm. Getting his um, butt handed. And yeah. all his monkiness is out. Like, he's wearing a wife beater tank top, so... And he's not wearing anything. Oh, yeah, no, he's he is. He's wearing a wife right, beater. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I pay attention to that. Did you? I did, because I'm always struck by the, the monkey suit. And so that's all out, and no one seems to think it's strange that this guy's boxing a gorilla, but whatever. And Don't box the gorilla, the gorilla. Tiny head, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's getting his ass beat. Mm-hmm. And then some guy in the crowd nods. And Luther Well-dressed man in the back. Yes, the well-dressed man in the back nods, and Luther's like, all right, and then beats the shit out of the guy that he's fighting. Mm -hmm. Um, Loser comes at him with a knife, so Luther takes the knife. Pulls a boot knife. Pulls a boot knife. Luther (laughs) takes the knife, breaks his arm. (laughs) The poor guy. End of discussion. (laughs) Uh, Luther's like, bad decision. Did we ever notice that he had a huge scar on his right shoulder, like right 
peck area. I had not noticed There's that. There's a huge ass scar. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't notice that. I kind of want to back and look at that again. <laughs> um, I wonder why. I don't know. I'm so curious now. Yeah. Um, he goes and collects his winnings. Yeah, which is like this massive wad of cash. Yeah. Which he then gives to the guy, the well-dressed man who nodded to him mm-hmm. from outside the ring. And the guy says, go bring the car out. Bring the car. So clearly Luther is somehow involved with this mobster looking dude. And. <laughs> yeah. So that's Luther. I mean, you know, how could you not take advantage of a guy who's running around town yelling, Allison, Allison. It's true. Allison. In the and rain, clothes that don't, don't really work for that time. <laughs> yeah. um, so that was Luther. Uh-huh. Now we're at a beauty parlor. Mm-hmm. Allison and her husband, Ray, are meeting with a group of black men and women talking about a plan for the protests that they're right. organizing. Uh, they're also organizing a, a sit-in mm-hmm. before Kennedy gets there. Which is funny because I want to draw the fact that he's saying that it, we can't have any... Um, what is the word that he uses? We, we can't have any, like, um, confrontation. We, we can't have any... Um, we can't go back at them. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to just sit. We yeah, can't, can't do anything. Yeah, can't be confrontational. They can't fight back. And then Allison drops, which, why don't we go to... Uh, um, Stedler's. Stedler's, mm-hmm. which is where she went in. So, like, her husband is like, hey, we, we need to, like, keep this, like, on the level. We can't fight back. And she's like, oh, let's go screw over this place. Yeah, she, yeah so, she's like, no, no. No, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. And, um... Yep, so, and she also mentions that if they ha- have this sit-in at Stadler's mm. with Kennedy coming in five days, it's going to get national attention. Right. Like, they'll, the spotlight will be on them because of this, and it's going to be, you know, the best way. And you can kind of tell, like, even her husband's like, I don't know about that. Like, that may not be what we should do. Yeah. And, um, like, most of the people that are there are kind of like, I, I don't think so. Um, then someone knocks on the door, and it's an older white dude who wants to know what they're doing gathering there. Yeah. He puts um, his foot in the door. Puts his foot in on the Yeah, when they, after they have a bit of a confrontation. And Ray, who had answered the door, asks if he owns the building. Mm-hmm. Why would we, Why would he be asking if they're gathering there? Like, why does he own the building? Or if he owns the building. And the guy's like, no, no. I own the building across the road, and I like to be quiet. And clearly what he means is he likes to be white. Mm-hmm. Um, Allison's husband is like, well... You don't own the building. You don't own this business. My wife works here, and we sometimes use it for community gatherings. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's like, all right, we're done now. Good night. And he closes the door. And when he closes the door, that's when the jackass puts his foot in the door. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he shoves his foot in the door, and he asks if... No, no, he put the foot there to, before. Like, he, they open the door, and he puts his foot in it. Oh, I didn't notice him doing that. I thought yeah. it was when he was going to I close the they, door. I think they either really they showed it, or they alluded to it. Mm. I think um, they showed it. Yeah, and then, so he asks if Ray intentionally closed the door on his foot mm. and he says that's assault and tries to hit Ray. Yeah. And then Allison, superhero, uh, catches his fist in midair before he connects with Ray and literally kicks the man out onto the street. Yeah. And he says that he hopes that felt good and she goes, oh, you have no idea <laughs> and closes the door on him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I love badass Allison. Like when she like actually gets yeah. to fight and like be the seriously kick I don't think she closes the door because I think Ray tells everybody to move along. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Ray pokes it because there's people standing and watching and and he's like, show's over, go away. And then he closes the door. Yes. Um, Yeah, yeah, I love when she like gets to be a superhero. Like it always makes me really happy. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Ray said, um, you can't, 
uh, you can't let racist people, you can't do that or something like that. And she's like, him first. Something about like decorum and, and class or something, like yeah. keeping your cool. And she's like, yeah, him first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I fully agree with that, right, that sentiment. Right. Um, uh, Vanya. Yes, we're back with Vanya now at the farmhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nighttime and she walks around to the kitchen and sees Sissy, who is the mother, mother. smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, this is and... the first time we know her name. Yeah, I think this is the first time she yeah. mentioned her name. And they kind of chat for a second, and then they're out in the barn, and they're... Well, she asks Sissy if she's smoking, because she turns around and she's, like, holding her breath. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, like, over by the window, mm-hmm. or over by the sink, or something like that. Yeah. And so then we see them... Excuse me. <laughs> um, hiccups. Uh-oh. Oh! Uh, yeah, so they... Uh, <clears throat> she says yes, and they laugh, and then they go out to the barn. Yeah, and they're chatting, smoking, mm-hmm. drinking, just and kind of hanging out. Music, yeah. yeah, and mm-hmm. she tells Vanya that she has an escape plan, and mm-hmm. Vanya's like, what do you mean? Well, doesn't she say that... Um, uh, what is this... Uh, what is a side that Sissy has? And she says... Men have sides, women have secrets. Yes, and yeah, they, and she's, she's like, like, what are your what's, secrets? What's a secret? And she said, she's an escape lane. Yeah, so that she keeps a coffee can under the sink with cash that she puts aside, mm-hmm. just in case. And, like, at first she kind of makes it sound like she's, like, planning to, like, run away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then she kind of pulls back a little bit and says, you know, like, husbands die. What 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 happens if, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the, happens I to think Carl. the main line there is, sooner or later, women have to fend for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's clearly, you know, planning ahead. Um, and she kind of talks about, like, how she and Carl met and how mm-hmm. uh, she was really shy and Carl was kind of having to be there. And suddenly she's a wife and a mother. And uh, but she had dreams once. And Vanya wants to know what her dreams were. Mm-hmm. And she says she wanted to be a counter girl at Neiman Marcus because when she was a child, her father would take them there once a year, and it just, like, just yeah, seemed... everybody was so elegant. Everyone was so elegant, and they were perfumed, and it was pretty, and she says and that it would just be amazing to be that elegant, to which Vanya wonderful. responds with, you're plenty elegant. Um, Vanya so, flirting. Yeah, Vanya is flirting right there, and <laughs> laying the groundwork. <laughs> laying the groundwork. Just yes. steamrolling out some <laughs> some pavement there, getting the foundation all built, ready to go. <laughs> At any uh, minute now. Yep, yeah. and it's like, and it's they. They have just like very like friendshipy kind of vibes. Like they're still kind of getting to know each other. You can tell like that. On at least one side, there is some level of attraction here. Yeah. Um, and then we're with I Diego. think it's on both sides, because if you back up... Oh, I do. I the, think it's the, on both sides. I, I think if you back up, because Carl said, I can't believe no one is looking for you. And mm-hmm. Vanya says, well, I don't... I mean, maybe I'm just not someone that... Someone people miss. Mm-hmm. And Sissy says, oh, I'm sure... Oh, she I'm says, sure. we, we already miss you. Yeah. Like, she's, because she, she's, you know, so sure that someone's going to come looking for Vanya. She's like, we already miss you, and, you yeah. and you're not even gone yet. Right. And, yeah, so clearly they have a fantastic rapport, and mm-hmm. we'll see where that goes. <laughs> and I assume it's going somewhere. Well, um, you should. You've seen it. Even before that, I was like, oh, something's happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So then we're back with Diego. He wakes up in a powdered room mm-hmm. in, not powdered, padded room. Padded room. Yes, padded room. Yeah. Not powdered, like my notes said. And goes before. about dislocating his shoulder. Yes, because he's in a straight jacket. Yeah. And Which is, I didn't know that you had to dislocate your shoulder to get out of a straight jacket. I you thought do? You, oh, yeah, you do. I don't think you do. I think you can, because you're wrapped like this, I think you can like 
shimmy? No, that's the whole point. I mean, I know, but I think you're able to shimmy it over the over the. No, because where the straps are, you have to dislocate one shoulder so that the straps become loose enough to get it over. Hmm. Yeah. I've seen. Hmm. Or you can be like Michael Scott and put a key in your mouth and then drop the key and <laughs> from the office. Sure. I can't help myself. Okay. Um. <laughs> anyway, so what I love about this particular scene, um, first of all, dislocating your shoulder hurts like a son of a bitch because I've done it and it's not fun. So that part, I had horrible flashbacks. But the song "Does That Mean I'm Crazy" is playing while he's doing this. Yeah, but it's a it's a female, like a woman singing, and it's like a super slow, quiet, kind of like very haunting version of the song. Yeah, with a guitar in the background. Yes, which I think is perfect for a mental institution in the sixties. <laughs> yeah. Once again, I love the music choices and like where they put the scores in this this show. It's fantastic. Um. Anyway, oh, and one thing that I forgot to note earlier, when Five was escaping from the three blonde men, mm-hmm. um, after they realized that he had escaped, one of them notices a milk truck. Oh. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Um, and now... And, a, and the milk boy looks yes. at him and smiles. Yeah. Uh, poor, poor milk boy. Um, poor, poor milk boy. So now after Diego dislocates his shoulder and gets out of the straitjacket mm-hmm. and breaks out of the room with the pen that he stole earlier. Um, High five. Like he found it. Yes, there we go. I, didn't, I I told you he had a pen. I just didn't know where it came from. <laughs> um, he's running on the highway, or highway, running down the hallway, mm-hmm. excuse me, and a milk truck into... pulls up outside. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the, one of the blonde men from earlier walks into an office in the mental institution dressed as a milk boy. Yeah. And shoots all the guards. Yeah, well, right. hands the guard, the one guard. Oh, he milk gives him his milk first, first and yeah. then he shoots him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, got any milk? <laughs> and then we see Diego, um, uh, he runs into an orderly in the hallway who then hits him and, um, Diego like talks back or says something snarky and mm-hmm. the guy says that he's going to break his jaw so that he can't talk as much cause mm-hmm. he's sick of hearing him. And, and then gets beamed over the head with a bedpan. Yes. The woman from earlier hits the orderly over the head with a bedpan, <laughs> knocks him out, and tells Diego that he isn't the only one who, who wants that, and then she starts howling and calling him Wolfman, which <laughs> I thought was fantastic. <laughs> um, she helps Diego up, and as they start running, they see the, the three blonde men down the hall. Well, she relocates his shoulder, because they go Oh, that's kiss. right. Yeah, she fixes his shoulder first. They get, like, really close. They think they're going to, like, make... Oh, yeah. Did they kiss? I don't think they kiss, but she popped it back in for him. Yeah. Clearly, she was distracting him from the yeah. pain of that, which also really hurts. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then they see the blonde men down the hall who mm-hmm. start to shoot Diego. Layla. We know her name is Layla. Oh, we found out her name was Layla. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Or so, Le- Leela. I can't Layla. remember. Layla. It's Layla. Yeah. 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 Uh, when does he say that? Layla. Layla? Okay. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Layla. So they're, the blondes are shooting at them. Um, Which, I uh, just want to draw the attention, they're as bad as stormtroopers. They can't Oh my god, them. they can't hit anything. They're in a straight hallway. <laughs> what the hell? It's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> Man, if someone could freaking hit a broadside of a barn with a bullet, <laughs> like, God, the stormtroopers could have, like, done... A- yeah, okay, I'm sorry. It drives me crazy. It's um, hard to aim at things when they're standing still, not right. a straight hallway. <laughs> right. Well, then they make it down into... Uh, I'm not really sure where they make it. They make it down into, like, a... a laundry like the, the yeah, catacombs like, yeah it's like the basement yeah like, and they're running be- before that as they're running by um diego hits like a button to unlock oh, all mm-hmm. of the doors of the cells so all the inmates start coming out to the hallway right. which i thought was 
genius because it's distracting, but also <clears throat> kind of horrible because the men are just going to keep shooting. Like, they clearly don't they care. Don't give a shit. And they're, yeah. like, you know, shooting everybody. Um, so, yeah, and then, so then they're, they're down in, like, these, like, catacomb hallway area below, like, a basement level something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they run into some guards now. They tell the guards that they're. Policeman. Were they actually policemen? I thought they were guards they're from the place. No, okay. no, I think they're policemen. Policemen. Um, they tell them they're being attacked, and mm-hmm. um, you know, there's men trying to kill them, and the policemen try to arrest Lila and Diego instead. Mm-hmm. Um, the the woman uh, Lila takes out both of them, but like the two police officers, like mm-hmm. full on just. Well, no, they ran into one, and he fell flat on his back and is out, and then she beat the crap out of the other guy. I thought she beat the crap out of two of them. Mm-mm. Okay. Anyway. Um, Do you ask where... Where she learned that? Uh, and she says, from her mother. <laughs> <laughs> Who's her mother? <laughs> Which I was like, I didn't learn those things from my mother, but you know, sure. <laughs> you didn't uh, <laughs> learn the secrets of beating someone's ass? No. Not with... Not physically, but with words. <laughs> yes. Um, so then they run. Mm-hmm. And the three blondes come down upon the guards and kill them. Because, you know, less... No, no, no. Yeah. Um, So they they kill the police officers, and then they see the sign that says stairs, Mm -hmm. um, which we can assume that's where Diego and Lila went. Um, The blondes are outside. They see all the inmates are out, like, in this, like, Dancing in the moonlight. Yeah, they're dancing in the moonlight, running around Man, they should have played that song. Dancing in the moonlight. (laughs) Although that would have been... Yeah. (laughs) What? Uh, Just an odd scene for that, but yeah. Well, they were dancing in they the moonlight. They were dancing. You're correct. Anyway, so they're all dressed the same as Diego and Lila. So they're like, okay, well, we can't find them now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we are at a bar, mm-hmm. strip club-esque. Speakeasy? It's not speakeasy. It's the 60s. Well, yeah, but they still had, like, speakeasies. In the 60s? They call them that. Oh. Just like that. we call them, spe- we call some of bars speakeasies. I've never here. heard anyone call a bar like that. <laughs> Not since 1920. <laughs> you are depressing me. Yes. I'm good at that. Anyway, so they're at this bar. Um, Luther is... Luthering. Yep, yeah, sitting there all morosely drinking at the bar. <laughs> um, and he starts... I could <laughs> there, There's some girl on stage doing a half-stripping burlesque kind of dance. Mm-hmm. And, and he, his friend Autumn comes over. Yep, he's talking to the cigarette girl. Um, and he asks, Autumn. her name is Autumn. Yeah. She has but a she's name. She's a cigarette girl. She still has a and, name. And, um, he asks who the guy bothering Mr. <clears throat> Ruby is. Um, it's Carl, by the way. And <laughs> she says. He's talking about, uh, some sort of, uh, shower nozzles or something like yeah, that. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Trying to, some kind of. We should go in business, business or whatever. together. Yeah. Trying to get yeah. Mr. Ruby's attention. And he drinks, he brings, uh, vodka gimlets. Apparently, yeah. Uh-huh. Which I'm not sure what that is. I'm not sure either. I'm not a fan Should of Should we make vodka gimlets no. for the next... <laughs> that seems like a bad decision to do while we're recording. Um, anyway, so the cigarette girl says that he's not really bugging Mr. Ruby too much yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's more worried about the kid who was sitting down front. Mm-hmm. Um, and Luther's like, what? A kid? And she's like, yeah, I told him that minors can't be here, but then he asked me what time I get off work. And Luther's like, ding, 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 what? And then he's like... I know who this is. And then what did he say or something like that and... And he said, I'm way too old for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or something. He, he goes over and tells, he, he walks over and tells Five oh, that Five right. is way too old for that girl. Yeah. Um, Five tells him to sit down and stop hovering. Um, yeah. and Like an eager prostitute, or eagle, eager stripper or something like that. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Luther is pissed off at five. He's like, you know, whisper yelling at him mm. about how he was left alone and thought all the siblings were dead. And five's like, hey, um, yeah, I've been lost in like alone in time travel before. And it's kind of like a short little montage of all like where all the siblings are at that yeah. particular mm-hmm. moment. Um, and five tells Luther the world ends in 10 days and he doesn't know how to stop it. And Luther says, I don't give a shit. And walks away. Mm-hmm. And now, during this exchange, you also see Mr. Ruby kind of like waving at Luther, trying to get his attention. Too. Mm-hmm. So, right. And yeah. Yeah. And scene. That was the end of episode one. And I am, like I said, I love this episode because they all get to like use their powers and everything. And I am now like desperately waiting for this to happen. <laughs> for them all to have control and yeah. be together and working together like siblings. <laughs> like the siblings you are. Yeah. I um I like this episode because it was like there was a lot of like action and stuff in it but I kind of felt like they could have split it into like two episodes and made it like focused in on a few a few of them a little bit more but yeah. I mean for the most part I thought it was pretty good I think we'll get more of that in episode 2 also mm-hmm. cuz like th- this this episode seemed to focus mostly on Diego, honestly. Yeah. And um, obviously a lot of it's surrounding Kennedy's visit to Dallas, which in right. 1963, you know, was when he was shot and killed in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So we know that's coming, um, which is why Diego was so excited when he found out that, you know, there was an apocalypse yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> later that Kennedy is like deal or part of dealing with this war between the Soviets and, mm-hmm. and the U.S. He's like, yes, I saved him! And it's like, no, you did Wrong way. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Because I have the wrong thing there, Diego. Yeah. Sorry. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to say? Any wrap-ups? I think I'm good. I think okay. I, yeah, that was... Well, everybody, my notes. again, we have a Facebook page that you could hear from the top. Uh, our email address is kn.umbrella at gmail.com. Um, other than that, uh, goodbye.